We praise with every breath. We praise with every breath. You are holy. Praise with every breath, you are holy, holy, are you Lord God Almighty? We praise with every breath, we praise with every breath, you are holy. of Christ be with you. Let us take three deep breaths that we might allow ourselves the space to recognize that the Spirit is here with us. Friends, let us worship and beloved community. Will you please join me in the call to worship? Let us give thanks for our enduring. Let us pray for those who are struggling. Let us lift one another's spirits. Let us celebrate that we are alive. Just a note about the music in today's worship. It is meant to be sung, not to be listened to. You'll note that uh, we put together a little backyard band and the sound quality you know, sounds like we recorded it in the backyard, but that's okay because you're going to be singing along. Also, you'll note we had some issues. My microphone is indeed duct taped to a tripod. Uh, the bass player's mother probably should have made him spit out his gum. That's me. Uh, but the important thing is we had so much fun playing these songs of praise. So we hope you will praise God right along with us this morning. Let us sing together. Hello, Westminster. It is good to be with you this morning. Welcome to our outside socially distanced band. I thank Wyatt on drums and Ben on bass for being with me. 
There's a lot going on in the world right now, a lot to bring us sorrow and grief and stress and anxiety, but there is also a lot to praise. And that's what we're going to do this morning. We are going to praise. So we invite you to sing this first song with us. It's a repeat after me song. So I'll sing the line and then you repeat it back. No one can hear you except those in the same household as you. So you can sing it as loud and as crazy and as boisterous as you want because we are here to praise. So let's give it a try. All right. Repeat after me. Two, three, four. I will worship. I will worship with all of my heart. All of my heart.
Amen. Welcome to this time of worship. Wherever you are experiencing it, whenever you are experiencing it, we're glad to be connected with you in this way. I'm going to invite you not only to be present to this time, but to consider sharing this time with others. There are folks out there who don't have access to this kind of experience. And so when these videos are completed and they've run live, you can share them. And I invite you to do so that someone else might be blessed by them. Normally, when we were in the sanctuary, we would have you all check in so that we know who's here and you could take note of who's around you. But since you can't do that where you are, I invite you to take a moment and think about who you haven't heard from or seen in a while and make a note to check in on them after the service. And now I invite you to come together as one community in our community prayer, which will be on your screen. Let us pray together. We offer praise for this moment and all that it holds. We honor the suffering around us, among us, and within us. We seek forgiveness for ways in which we have wronged others or been too hard on ourselves. We look for ways to be more loving, truthful, compassionate, and justice-seeking. We lean into our capacity for praise as a source of our healing. Amen. Our prayers now continue in quiet. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. In Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. Know that we have been set free and be at peace. Amen. I want to invite any of our younger viewers and maybe even anyone younger at heart to join me closer to the screen for our time of discovery. I'm curious how your first week of school went. Uh, this is the first full week for some of you, the first week at all for others of you. I know some of you uh, have even gone, been going to school for a little longer, but you're not actually getting to go to school. You're going to school at home, and we just want you to know that we think that you are the real heroes getting us all through this, and we can't be with the real heroes, so we're going to be with these pretend ones today. I was thinking about what uh, could even be joyful right now, and it's really sort of the, the strength and courage and, and smarts that all of you have been showing. Uh, how have school been going for any of you? Spider-Man? Yeah, you're still in high school. Spider-Man's been in high school for a long time. We thought about that. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man, how is high school going? Oh, it's going pretty good. And yes, Ant-Man, oh, you have a friend? It's a little shy though. I, I notice because I don't see your friend anywhere. Where is your friend? Huh? Oh, okay. Well, he's coming a little later. Oh, there he is. Oh, hi. And who is this? Groot. Hi, Groot. Oh, I am Groot. And where is Groot from? I am Groot. 
Groot talks a little differently than we do, doesn't he? Yeah. Groot, does he have special superpowers like all of you do? He does. He can turn bad guys into trees. Well, that's pretty cool because we need more trees for the ozone, don't we? And I know, Groot, I really like your your hair. I Well, your, the hairdo type thing on your head. That's pretty neat. Uh, boy, that's really cool. I, I love I love all the different outfits each of you are wearing and all the different stories that each of you have. And, you know, it makes me wonder how should we treat people if they don't quite look like us or if they have... Yes, that's right, Gamora. You have beautiful green skin. It's beautiful green skin. And if they don't look like us... And if they don't talk like us, then how should we treat people that way? You know what? God actually gave us rules for that kind of thing. And God gave us instructions hundreds and thousands of years ago. And a reminder, Captain, and Iron Man reminders about how we should treat one another, even if people don't look like us or sound like us or talk like us. They're really important instructions. Do you know what God's specific instructions were? If you go to our church's uh, YouTube channel, you can find out there when you go find our Sunday school lesson there with Miss Bethany and learn what God's specific instructions are for how to interact or how to treat people who don't look and sound and talk like us. So thank you, Groot. It's great to have you here and we look forward to seeing you again. We look forward to seeing all of you again. Uh, I want to introduce my friends, Thomas and Cole, and Valerie, their mom, who some of you may know, they've helped out with Sacred Stories in the past, and I'm sure you've seen them around a lot. They wanted to share a quick hello with us. Let's hear from them. Hi, Westminster. This is the Harrison family, Valerie, Cole, Thomas, and Dad's recording. Mm -hmm. And um, Bethany reached out to ask us to say a few words, so here we are. It's Tuesday night, school has started, boys are juniors, um, and we're doing our Tuesday night lunch gig, um, making some lunches for St. Vincent, and so everybody's tied in to do it, which is great. That's one thing we've been doing. Um, this summer, we were socially distant. We did go to Yosemite, which was fun. There was 30% occupied, it was awesome. But um, school's been a challenge. We just started. Thomas, how's it been going for you? What do uh, you think? School's been going good. I've been uh, working hard, so yeah, school's good. And what have, what have you been doing sports-wise? Uh, I've been playing basketball, working out, just doing everything. Yeah. And Coley, what have you been doing? How, what do you think about school? Uh, school's school, right? <laughs> What'd you learn today? Nothing. I'm not oh. going to learn anything for the whole year. That's, that's, that's. I'm sorry, but it's just Zoom calls all day. No wrestling, huh? No anything. No? Um, so we miss you all. Um, we're here. We've been on virtually a few times. Uh, we see Jeff Healy and Elaine. And uh, we talk to you all. And we miss, wish you all well. I hope you're staying safe. And um, the smoke seems to have cleared today. And God bless. Thanks, the Harrisons. Yeah. <laughs>
It is so great to see the Harrisons. This is a perfect time to come to our time of prayer of joys and concerns. Uh, you know, Cole, we could be praying that you somehow managed to to learn something before the school year is over. And Thomas, it's uh, for a lot of us that know the therapy you've gone through to get back out running around. It's great to hear that you're doing better. Uh, as we are in our time of joys and concerns, I want to invite you to write any joys or concerns that you may want to share with the rest of the church, uh, with the people watching with us so that we can be in prayer together. Feel free to write those things now over top of my unnecessary talking. Uh, I will share just uh, another joy. Uh, for me, it has been to see how well our young people have embraced this sort of way of learning and just making the best of it. Uh, that has been such a joy. This next generation coming up, we are so fortunate to have you. Um, and a concern of my own, uh, I'm, you may know people in this situation as well, but some of my friends have lost their jobs, people locally or in other states. And so obviously uh, praying for their financial distress that they are going through right now. Um, what I want to do is take some time to uh, just give you a moment to look over any of the prayer concerns or joys that have been voiced here, written down here. And then we will, uh, I will give us a closing prayer and then we'll pray our Lord's Prayer. Would you have a moment in prayer with me? God, we are obviously, uh, we are obviously worried and uh, concerned about the wildfires around us, this pandemic that continues to affect our lives. Now we pray for those who've been affected in all these different ways, uh, an election season that seems to carry more weight and consequences than before, uh, the justice and injustice that we see on our streets. Yeah, we pray for peace, love, comfort. Yeah, for those things that we can celebrate amidst all this difficulty that's happening around us. Yeah, we are so grateful for the joys that we get along this path and along this journey. Yeah, we continue to pray as your son taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
The scripture reading is the 150th Psalm. Listen for what the Spirit is saying to us this morning. Praise the Lord. Praise God in God's sanctuary. Praise God in the mighty firmament. Praise God for God's mighty deeds. Praise God according to God's surpassing greatness. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. Friends, this is holy wisdom. Holy Word. Thanks be to God. This is the first Sunday since the pandemic shifted our worship, in which we've included the band in leading music. Praise music, we often call it, particularly when the content is about praise and joy and lifting up. And oh, how we could use that right now. I know if you've experienced Bethany's music in the past, you will resonate with that sense of joy that it brings. And I know you've appreciated that just as you've appreciated Ruthie punctuating our time in this difficult walk with joy and celebration as well. As I said before, don't we need it right now? I know we need the truth. I know we need to face the difficult realities in which we are in, and yet people need some hope to cling to, some occasion for celebration. We're searching for any sign of goodness, and we cling to it, and we should. I I posted on social media this week a very small word of gratitude for just a simple act of kindness that someone had displayed, turning in a credit card that had been lost. I was astonished how many people liked the post, which was not eloquent. I think what it was was a sign of how deep the yearning is right now for something to celebrate as good, for some beacon of hope and assurance that things were going to be okay. Praise the Lord, says this psalm time and again. It is a living, breathing celebration, and we need to cling to those occasions lest we sink to a place from which we can no longer climb. Psalm 150 is the final psalm in the book of Psalms, and it ends in unabashed and repeated praise. Of course it does, you say. Well, perhaps not. Of course, I wouldn't blame anyone who assumes that because most of the psalms that get read in church or churches that follow the lectionary are praise psalms. Sundays are to be little Easter's, little celebration days. But if you read through the rest of the book, you'll find a very different catalog of songs. If you've been following me on social media, you know that About four nights a week, four days a week, I offer evening prayers and I offer morning readings. And somewhere along the way, 
I decided to just start basically working my way through the Psalms, and I'm at Psalm 44, or was when I first put together this sermon. And it's amazing what you can pull out just in those first 44 Psalms that sing of realities that don't necessarily automatically lead us to praise or joy or celebration or even hope or even faith or trust or even appreciation for God. Listen to what you can hear in some of those psalms. It's almost eerie how they speak to some of what we've been living through. Psalms speaking of people who quote, or this is not a direct quote, but a, a paraphrase, who have no truths in their mouths, who have hearts set on destruction, whose mouths are like open graves. The psalm, and here I'm drawing on Psalm 5, is a call for accountability to those kinds of speakers. Psalms that cry, help, oh Lord, for there is no longer anyone who is godly. Psalm 12. Psalms begging for protection from enemies and danger. You see this throughout the Psalms, which is to say, Life has enemies, and life presents dangers. Psalms that give voice to anger and rage, and don't stop there, but they wish violence upon the oppressors that create injustice. Rise up, O Lord, confront them, overthrow them by your sword. Deliver my life, says Psalm 17. And that's not the most violent of the imagery you can find in the Psalms. Even this pacifist can recognize the raw anger being expressed in perhaps refreshingly real terms. The Psalms critique the kinds of power that some people seek as well. Some take pride in chariots, others in, some in horses, says Psalm 20. That's not putting down the pastoral life of agriculture. It's critiquing putting your trust in militarism and that kind of force put upon the people. In the Psalms, we see testaments to the experience of abandonment. Who could forget the opening words of the 22nd Psalm? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The very words that we are told Jesus said from the cross. Repeatedly in the Psalms, we see lonely suffering kept company only by those who actually mock the pain rather than seek to bring it balm. The aggrieved surrounded by, quote, those gathered in glee, Psalm 35. There's such discontent expressed in the Psalms, not just with life or with its random circumstances or even one's enemies, but with God, God's self. In Holy Scripture, that more than once the psalmist 
tells God to wake up and show up and live up to God's end of the bargain. God's side of the covenant. Psalms 35 and 44. Now, I, those themes are, of course, interspersed with the other, perhaps more familiar themes to you. Themes of celebration and joy and remembering God's faithfulness and praising for God's deliverance and on and on. But I lift them up to you to show how the Psalms speak to the fullness of of the human lived experience. And that makes it all the more powerful that when we come to the end of the Psalms, what's left is praise. And only praise. Sometimes, sometimes it's only when you come to the end, when you get through all the other the other obstacles, all the other realities that you feel you can offer unforced praise. I remember a trip I once took. It was an alumni trip from my seminary. It was, get this, sea kayaking and camping in the Bahamas. I, I mean, does it get better than that? It was for alumni and their families. We were going to uh, camp out, sleep out, paddle out in the glory of God's creation, while also talking about some of the Christian ethical demands around the environment and the ecological crisis. I mean, what an experience. What a disaster. The first day when we set out, we hit inclement weather almost immediately. We ended up being beached before we ever got to our first uh, planned stopped. We were pumping our kayaks as we paddled uh, fear, uh, frantically. We came upon a shore that was uh, not gracious in its receiving of us. The island was filled with this craggy rock, and with almost every step you took, your legs would be, would be cut up from the rock. One person was injured so badly they had to call in a motorboat to evacuate him so he could seek medical care. The sun was hot by day. At night, the sleep was hard to find. It wasn't without moments of joy, but it was exhausting and hard. And I counted the moments until it would be over. But at the end, when it was over, then I was able to look back with gratitude and offer praise. Well, that's a sea kayaking trip, not the coronavirus. That's where we gathered around campfires at night, not where we go through the house and tape up the windows at night to keep out the smoke from wildfires. Our reality is very different right now, where people have lost their jobs, if not their lives or their health. Or they find themselves trying to work at home while juggling all sorts of other things, working frantically on their computers. Children spending hours after hours staring into a screen, listening to instructions in a tinny room at a level that only creates stress. The same screens of which are sometimes unfortunate windows into unfortunate homes. Some of which are unsafe. 
even violent. Whether those violence or scenes of violence have been caused by the stress of the pandemic or of the fires of the, or of the economic woes that have followed, or they were always there and have just been brought to light, it's tough to tell, but hard to watch nonetheless. No, ours is a, a different reality that we're experiencing. One where we're again confronted with uh, this unresolved struggle of policing and racial equality. Another shooting, another black man shot in the back seven times. Questions of racial bias in our own backyard. And, and, and we experience all of this in an increasingly isolated life, now doubly isolated, some of us triply isolated. Week after week, I preach to an empty sanctuary. And even when our building is complete, we can't come back until we can all get it together and get the virus under control. But at the end, the end of it all, and the Psalms name it all, there is praise. There is occasion for praise. The, psalm, the psalmist has the audacity to end it with praise and nothing, nothing else. Now the end of our ending psalm carries with it perhaps a bitter irony for us. The 150th Psalm ends with the phrase, let everything that breathes praise the Lord. A phrase that carries layers upon layers of meaning for us. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. And insofar as someone is kept from breathing, the chorus meant to sing God's praise is diminished. Any being prevented from thriving is removed from the chorus. And the chorus meant to praise God is diminished. And I don't know about you, but I want a full choir right now. A full chorus, a full choir to sing God's praises. I want that, and I think you want that too from what I've seen. You want that too. It hit me how badly we want that. At one point last week after the, the, the morning service, we offered a, a blessing in the parking lot here at Westminster for children going back to school and their families, and we blessed their backpacks. And Jeff and Bethany had planned it beautifully, and there were stations they went to, and all I had to do was offer a simple blessing at the end. And as I did, one of the things I said to the children was, may you dream of the day. May you draw pictures of the day. May you imagine the day when you get to do whatever you want again. And all of it was a way of saying, when we get through this, there will be cause for praise. And until then, we can build in occasions for praise. And we can lift up moments and reasons for hope, even if we have to search 
hard for them. We made this a praise Sunday to give you just that. And not only did we have praise music, but we've added extra songs as if to model how you have to build it in or you will lose sight of it altogether, these moments of praise. It's not to deny the present reality. It's to bolster us to survive in it and to hold on and hold on we must, even if all you can do is hold on to the side. Hold on. Hold on and hold each other. And if you can, reach out to someone else who is sinking lower, who is already on the ground, and lift them up. Or join them in their low place. Be with them in their pain that they may know that they are not alone. Join them in their breathlessness. So that we get through it together. And at the end, we can all exhale and sing at long last in harmony. Praise the Lord. Praise God in God's sanctuary. Praise God in the mighty firmament. Praise God for God's mighty deeds. Praise God according to God's surpassing greatness. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with lute and harp. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with strings and pipe. Praise God with clanging cymbals. Praise God with loud clashing cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord. This song is called Alive and Breathing, and there will be a part in the middle for you to sing along with us. Let everything, let everything, let everything praise the Lord. So when we get there, I hope you will join us. All right, here we go. What holds your heart? What stirs your soul? What matters come to mind? The cares you keep, the thoughts you think, it's not all wasted time. Seek and you shall find. Joy still comes in the morning, hope still walks with the hurting.
continues to be uh, much going on with this beloved community that are that is all of us and among one of the things that is important for you to know is next week we will we do plan on worshiping over zoom again uh, of course the links will all be published through the e-news through our social media channels and you've discovered last week if you're here with us on Facebook now uh, that you will still be able to worship with us live through Facebook, although you won't have that video interaction. Uh, and, of course, if you're worshiping with us over YouTube, you found that we, you can still watch us there, although it won't be live. And when it comes to worship over Zoom, we would like to know uh, the things that really connected for you the last time we did worship over Zoom. Uh, you know, we don't want to get into a situation where worship becomes a performance that we're grading different pieces. Uh, we don't want to put sort of the Holy Spirit to a job description or a box in that way. But we, as a staff, we don't want to assume that we know exactly what connected or what was meaningful for you. And we don't want to assume that we know what was more of a distraction for you. So continue to give us that feedback because we would like to know. And and uh, yeah, we will, we will see you there if worshiping through song is something you miss. And particularly September 3rd, we'll have our first virtual sing-along. Ruthie will send out uh, song sheets for that if you miss that. And if you're looking for information about that, or if you're looking for information on our Wednesday back lunches or our Wednesday classes or any of the other things happening, in this beloved community, wpctiburon.org is your friend. Whether that is uh, to find that Zoom link that you might have misplaced at the last minute, whether that is you've got a few extra hours, you want to see what the church might be doing some of that time, whether that is you want to catch up with a capital campaign, whether that is you remembered that I need to fulfill my pledge, you can go to wpctiburon.org and find all the links for all that information there. Would you join me in singing our closing hymn? Amen. Praise the Lord. Mm. <coughs> so our last hymn, our last song of our worship service is called Let Everything That Has Breath. I want to teach you the chorus so you'll be able to sing it along with us. It goes like this. Let everything that 
Everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. And we just do that a bunch of times. Let everything that, everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. All right, so hope you'll join us. And join us on the verses too. The verses are fun. They're fast, a lot of words, all about praise. So let's do it. You ready? Two, three, four. Let everything that, everything that, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. today. It has been good to be with you. And now receive this benediction. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, who is father and mother of us all, and the sweet communion of the Holy Spirit be with you this day and every day.
We praise with every breath. You are holy. Praise with every breath. You are holy, holy. Are you Lord God Almighty? We praise with every breath. We praise with every breath. Praise with every breath. Oh.